What's up, guys? It's Teresa. And Kerrigan. And welcome back to another episode of The Women Behind the Camera. This week, we'll be talking about Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Let's get right into this with a bit of a synopsis. Mm. Uh, let me tell you this, the synopsis can't spoil the movie in any way. <laughs> it is the most... Uh, Unspoilable spoiled. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, okay. Secret agent, also known as the protagonist, he doesn't have a name, uh, is given one word in order to stop the end of civilization. This word is tenet. He moves through time and defies any natural law that exists in the world uh, to try and complete his mission. If you so- know, it like once you watch the movie, that synopsis gets the point across, but it also very much does it. At yeah, the same like time. I could say this to someone and be like, that's a totally different movie. Like <laughs> something like that. Well, oh we can just go ahead and get right into what we liked about it. Um, I the action shots yeah. were incredible. I yeah. loved specifically the um, car chase where the protagonist and Mr. Robert Pattinson orchestrate, like, four different huge cars to cover, um, the... The protagonist, okay. The Ukrainian oh, guys. Oh, yes. Um, where the plutonium is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being able to recite what happened in the movie. But, yeah, no, just the whole car chase and how they have to move the ladder of the uh, fire truck over so that he can hop into the car. That's just so cool. And, like, just thinking about how they got shots like that is crazy. Like, where do you have the camera? (laughs) It was also so clever because they did it to keep the two cop cars moving Mm -hmm. so that, like, it would just be on their time. And so anyone watching any sort of radar would know that nothing was wrong because everything was moving on schedule. Um... Speaking of the car scene, um, (laughs) Robert Pattinson driving a car really fast. It just gave me flashbacks to a certain Stephanie Meyer novel turned into movie. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to mention what it is, so you can just infer that that moment. Um, Okay, but speaking of, again, the backpack with the the keychain. I also don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not, like, totally watched Mm -hmm. it, but... If you haven't watched it, that backpack and the keychain is super important. It comes in in the beginning, it comes in at the end, yeah. and then that's kind and of... And honestly, like, if you wouldn't have told me to pay attention for it, I would have missed it completely, and I would have been so much more confused. So. I think that, paying attention to that backpack, it made the movie a bit more full circle for yes. me, and I think that's why, for me, it had a satisfactory ending. Also, I really liked that they covered... Christopher Nolan covers a lot of the violent scenes. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, when he's getting... The protagonist is getting his teeth pulled out as, like, a torture method. The train goes by, and so it's loud enough noise where you don't hear any, like, kind of, screaming like, screaming or, or stuff like that, which would make people squeamish. Like, it's not like a Quentin Tarantino movie where you, you watch him bash his head against the... Um, mantelpiece. The mantelpiece. Um, yeah. And then also when the Ukrainian guy is abusing his wife, um, the shot either, like, cuts away or someone else's body is covering it. Mm-hmm. And then that also makes scenes where violent violence isn't covered so much more important mm-hmm. because, you know, he's shielded it in order to protect something, and then he kind of unshields it, which I thought that was really clever. Yeah, no, I really liked that. Um, going into a little bit of what we didn't like... Kerrigan, would you want to start? Sure. Um, the ending definitely made me sad. Like, in a way, I felt like I was at peace with the ending because, Mm -hmm. you know, fate and everything like that. Like, stuff happens for a reason. But it made me sad, and 
I just, I didn't want it to end that way, but the way that it ended, like, it's not like I cried or anything. Like, it wasn't that kind no, of movie, but, it's, but it's, it was it's just a shock, like, because it's yeah. like, you didn't even think without seeing that keychain and backpack for the whole rest of the movie, and then that, like, comes, like you said a couple minutes ago, like, it comes full circle, and you're yeah. just kind of like, whoa. It was, just, like, unexpected. Yeah, definitely. I kind of thought that they were going to do something like that, because not all of your main characters can make it well, out of also, the movie yeah, alive. Yeah, and they also said earlier in the movie, like, that he's going to have to die. Like, one of them is going to have to die. Yes. And they never, like, touched upon that later, and I was like, okay, when is this going to come back into play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that was it for me, what I didn't really like about the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You go. I, mine's kind of like an overall chaos type thing. Like, the storyline was so difficult to follow. Or, like, maybe not so difficult to follow, but it's like you really had to stay engaged to, like, keep track of when they're going into the past, back to the future, back to the past past. Like, just all the time switches were so difficult for me to keep track of. And I don't know, maybe that was just me, but... I think it's also super bizarre because it's not like they're going back to a certain place in time. It's like they're reversing time from the moment they go back. Mm -hmm. So if we're in the present right now and then we go through that that turnstile door, then we would be going backwards from the present we're in right this second. Yeah. Which is so bizarre. I don't don't know. Just the whole concept just somehow doesn't click in my brain. Something, I'm not a STEM girl, what can I say? <laughs> it, like, kind of made sense, and then it also didn't make sense at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was so weird when they came back and he was fighting himself. Yeah. Like, that was just bizarre. Well, I, that was such a cool shot for it me. It totally was, I remember yeah. um, seeing the part where Robert Pattinson, like, when he's there the first time, he, like, knows exactly what's going on. Yes. Which I think is so cool. And then when they come back the second time, it's, like, a mutual little understanding. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's such a... That's another cool shot. Like, there's some parts of this, like, chaotic storyline that are, like, just click, and you get them instantly, and it's like, wow, they did that really well. And there's a couple that it's like, okay, I don't understand the physics behind this, but go off, Christopher Nolan. Or it's, like, it takes a minute to get there. Like... Mm-hmm. Because you, like, are confused in the beginning, and it's like, whoa, like, the first time he sees the, the like, reverse bullet moment. Oh, in the opera? In the opera, yes. And then the keychain backpack moment mm-hmm. brings it full circle. So, yeah. I say we get into what other people thought about the film. I'd say it's a pretty low rating for the films that we've been watching, mm-hmm. with a high of Rotten Tomatoes 70%, IMDb in the middle with a 7.4 out of 10 and then Metacritic with a 69%. Yeah. Oh, no, IMDb is the highest. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Surprising. 74. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Usually that's it. never happens. Yeah. I think I agree with these. Yeah. It's a good movie. It, you know, action movies, I don't want to say action movies are hard to screw up, but it's like, if you have something riveting there, you know, it keeps my attention, you'll probably get a pretty good score. I'm curious to see what dropped them those 30 points like what specifically critics have to say about those 30 points i bet it was the confusion Mm -hmm. i bet it was like storyline because they weren't nominated for if we look at awards it's not like they were nominated for screenplay or directing or writing so i bet the academy just wasn't really pleased with that aspect of the film just Mm -hmm. because it was difficult to follow yeah and apparently that must be nolan's style kind of i've never seen inception or interstellar but Hearing what um, Jake was saying about Interstellar, 
is the kind of seems like confusing storylines are kind of his thing. Yeah. Even Dunkirk kind of switches between um, multiple perspectives. Yeah. Um, so for awards with nominations, they were nominated for Best Production Design, and then they won Best Visual Effects, which I would I would say Best Visual Effects definitely deserved to win there. Yeah, of course. Like, just all of the backwards shots were so cool. Yeah, so we've got, like, the backwards shots, and then they also just set up, like you said, the big moment with the cars. Like, mm-hmm. visually, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, when I looked at the comments, so I watched the trailer before I watched the movie, um, mm-hmm. just to see if I was kind of intrigued, and when I looked at the comments, it was like, oh, someone who thinks maybe Interstellar and Inception are confusing, and then they're like, oh, Tenet. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that makes me interested to watch um, Interstellar and Inception now. Yeah. All right, well, we're, I think we're already into final thoughts. Let's go. Um, I'm... I, you know, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but like I said before, you know, an action movie for keeping me engaged, I'll say I like it. Um, I think in total, I don't, if Christopher Nolan's movies are similar to this, I think they might not be my favorite. But, I mean, it got a lot of hype. I heard a lot about Tenet within the past year, so I'm glad I watched it. Um, I liked it. Um, and I think that I liked it enough that I would watch more of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Inception. Um, I haven't seen Interstellar yet, so I kind of like to see that one um, after watching this. And then uh-huh. I'd like to revisit the Batman movies because those are also him, like the Dark Knight, the Christian Bale yeah. Batman movies. Um, I remember I watched the Dark Knight when I was a kid, but like I don't remember anything about it. That was like the time period of me just like going to the movies for fun and like not actually paying attention to the movie. I remember being little like the Bane one, like, that mm-hmm. whole, like, his villainy, yeah. and, like, that scared me. I remember this one scene, there's this guy, like, being exiled from the community, and he's, like, walking out onto the ice, and mm-hmm. then he just, like, falls through and dies, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's was, like, enough for little eight-year-old me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's Batman? Come on. This is, this is not it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode, and be sure to catch us next week for our analysis of Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. Yup. All right. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.